Please join me for the prayer of illumination. Father in heaven, we pray today that you would help us be like little children, that we would listen to your words, that we would become what you need us to become, that you would give us the thoughts and the actions that we need to be this week to build your kingdom, to be your people. Send to us your Holy Spirit so that we might understand the words you're speaking to us this week. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <clears throat> We're reading today, Mark 13, 24 to 37. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. About that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at cockcrow, or at dawn. Or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. Word of God for the people of God. So today is Happy New Year, by the way. This is the new year of the Advent season, of, of the new year of, of the Christian calendar. So, Happy New Year. I want to touch just, based, just a little bit on some of the things that are going on in this passage that was just read, read and then move into the sermon. Where the sermon series is Make Some Noise. And uh, there's going to be lots of opportunities to make some noise as we anticipate the coming of Jesus. But what's going on in this passage is this. Jesus is foretelling the destruction of Jerusalem by Rome. And he's talking about the things that are going to happen. And then this is embedded in this, this. The reading today is embedded in that narrative. You see, everybody believed the, the author of Mark believed that Jesus was going to come in his lifetime. And so he put that in, the, in his writings that 
this, this earth, this generation will not die before Jesus comes. And yet here we are. Jesus will come. But I'm just kind of giving you some context. The part that was read, it will happen. It will be an event and every eye shall see him coming. I remember as a kid, I'm going to reminisce about my childhood days. Will you let me do that? I was raised in a very different home in a different uh, church background. We worshiped on Saturday, the Sabbath. And so I, I just want, with that context, I want you to understand this tradition that we had in our home as kids growing up. Friday was a preparation day for the Sabbath. And it was a noisy day. Lots of movement, lots of things happening. There was a lot of things to do. There was food to be prepared because you couldn't prepare the food on Saturday. Everything had to be cleaned. And every one of us had a job to do as kids. There were three of us, me and two siblings. My brother dusted and vacuumed. That was his job. My sister, she swept the floors and she mopped. I was on toilet duty. I cleaned the bathrooms. And of course, we all had to make sure our homes, our, our bedrooms were clean for the Sabbath. Mom would always cook. And man, the house on Friday, by Friday afternoon, late Friday evening, uh, before, you know, late Friday afternoon, you could start smelling bread and enchiladas. Oof. My mom can still make some mean enchiladas. Um, and, 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 and weird green jello with fruit cocktail floating in it. It was good. Mom knew how to knows, still knows how to cook. There was organized chaos. That was to put it lightly. It was organized chaos. It was noisy. Sometimes it was me crying. I don't want to clean the toilets again. Everything was set up in anticipation for Sabbath. When the sun went down, we would all sit and read stories from the Bible. We would sing. We would pray. All of a sudden, it was calm. We were in anticipation for the coming day. It's kind of like that with Advent. It's a lot of rushing around, isn't there? There are parties to attend. There, there are houses to clean. There are gifts to buy. There are decorations to put up and lights. And It's a noisy time of the year for us as we anticipate the coming of Jesus. It can sometimes be overwhelming. I'm just going to say it. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. It can be overwhelming. So if it does, just stop and take a breath and remember the things that are really important the things that absolutely have to be done. Maybe not all the lights have to go up. I don't know. But just kind of a 
you know, let's, let's kind of hold these things in, 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 uh, in their proper place. Yes, there should be excitement, but not to the point at which we're wore out by the time Christmas comes, right? There was an early church tradition that was observed. Seven Vesper or evening services was a buildup to the celebration of the first day of Christmas. It is seven evenings that precede the day of celebration. The people came together and they chanted in a call and response that echoed both the ancient prophetic hope of the Messiah and the universal church's longing for his return. Our scripture reading today helps us understand that. Advent is also a time to prepare for Jesus' imminent return. Jesus tells us, however, that no one knows the day or the hour at which he will come again. There's no Facebook invite. There's no calendar thing that you can put in your calendar to remind you that Jesus is coming. We don't know. We know he's coming. We know the promises are sure. Jesus will come again. Because guess what? What happened was, when Jesus left, when he ascended into heaven... He left something very valuable behind. Us. And he's going to come back to take us to live with him because we're valuable to God. There's no way to schedule for the day. We just have to be ready at all times. So in verses 32 through 37 in our reading today is our call to action. Be on guard. Stay awake. And the only way I know to stay awake is make some noise. If you hear me get loud during a sermon, it's probably because somebody's sleeping. No, I'm kidding. But you never know. I mean, I remember going back a few years when my kids were little, <coughs> working uh, in, in hospitality services, um, I worked in a convention hotel. I did audiovisual for conventions that came in and left, and, and there was like one after another, after another, after another. And I, my shift was from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. But let me tell you something. Nobody left until the rooms for that day were turned the, the rooms for the previous event in that day were, were torn down and reset for the next morning. So what that meant was, because there was a lot of late night activities that happened, um, it made for some late nights for me. So my shift looked more like 2 o'clock till 3, sometimes. Long days, really long days. That's why I got into pastoral ministry, because at least I could get some sleep. Uh, but here's the thing. There were times, I remember, driving home and falling asleep. You know, trying to, you know, have, has anybody felt like that? You're just doing your best to stay awake, and you know i got to get home because I'm, I'm so tired. i got to go back to work the next morning. And, and so I'm driving. I've got the radio blaring. On the loudest, rockiest music I could find. My windows were down, trying to get some fresh air in. I'm taking deep breaths. I'm doing everything. 
back in the 90s, there was this cola, I think it's illegal now, called Jolt Cola. Please don't judge. I had to stay awake. <laughs> Jolt Cola and I were friends. I did everything I could to stay awake and stay safe on my ride home. Perhaps this is a bad example on how to stay awake physically. But I think that there are some spiritual implications here, some theological parallels here. We make some noise here in this worship space. We sing songs. There are a lot of recitations in community, the, the prayers of confession, the call to worship, the Lord's prayer, where we loudly declare, Thy kingdom done, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Man, I long for that day, don't you? Where God's will is done here on this earth as it is in heaven. Where heaven and earth are one. We not only proclaim God's current reign over things, over all things, but we longingly pursue the consummation of his triumphant reign over heaven and earth. We live in the view of eternity while we live out our lives in faithful service to God and God's kingdom here on this earth. So, be watchful. Be waiting. Be expectant. Be awake. As we anxiously anticipate the Christmas season and where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And we simultaneously on this Sunday anticipate the coming of Jesus again to collect his valuables, us. We have to be nourished. And at this table, there is spiritual nourishment. This represents spiritual nourishment. Yes, yeah, spend time in God's word. Spend time building the relationships. Spend time meditating on the scriptures. And be nourished here at this table. This table is open. It's open for all. Because God's grace and God's love is available to all.